United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. American fathers, sons, uh, daughters, mothers, uh, children are still uh, in, in harm's way in Afghanistan This 16 years after the war began. And the question is, where are we now? The Asia Foundation has released its 13th annual survey of the Afghan people, and it gives us a good sense of where things stand. So we brought Scott Worden to the show to explain it to us and to you. Scott is the director of Afghanistan and Central Asia programs at the United States Institute of Peace. Twitter handle is at USIP. Scott, welcome. Thank you for being here today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Give us the backdrop on this, the survey of the Afghan people. What does it consist of? Sure. It's a survey of across the entire country. They survey about 10,000 people, so they get a fairly good representative sample of, of different groups, uh, men and women, rural areas, city areas. Um, it's, it asks a whole battery of questions about security, about governance, uh, about economy, and then occasionally they, they will have kind of special uh, sets of questions on current issues. And so this year they focused uh, newly on emigration uh, in response to about two years ago when a lot of Afghans started leaving uh, the country, going to Europe, joining uh, the refugee crisis. So it covers all these different topics. Uh, it's been going, importantly, as you said, for 13 years. So, you know, the responses for any given year are, are interesting, but also the trend lines are significant. And those are interesting to watch over time. Well, let's talk about the trend line. Uh, the top line, according to the Reuters story on this, is that Afghans believe the country is headed in the wrong direction, but optimism is rising slightly. So maybe give us your take on the results. That's right. I, I think there are some, some uh, on the surface, confusing contradictions here, because you would think that if it's going in the wrong direction increasingly, you would be pessimistic. Um, I think they are responding in other questions uh, to a few positive trends. I mean, one is a slight increase in confidence in the government. Um, you know, the, the government is composed of, of a president and a chief elected officer called the unity government, but they've been fighting for about three years. Um, things have been more harmonious since the summer. And so I think that you look at the improvements in the operation and the dialogue and the rhetoric within their own government, and there's reason for some optimism. On the other hand, if you look at conditions on the ground that people are seeing day to day, they're responding that they're more negative. So fears of security have increased. Um, concerns about jobs uh, have increased. And, you know, we know from looking at the, at the constant news reports that the Taliban are still quite uh, a strong force. So I think they see some structural things in the government that are uh, hope for change in the future, but what they're experiencing day to day is still not positive. Uh, the one uh, positive, I guess, for Ashraf Ghani, the president, evidently, is that his approval is on the rise, at least over the last year or so. He has now uh, accrued more positive response. So I guess that's one good thing for him. That's right. And, and it, I think that also is a reflection of the less infighting within the government. Uh, approval for him is still quite low, I should say. Um, but maybe another positive in this is that approval of the Taliban and, continues to decline. So nationally, the Taliban are at 5% approval rating. 
this year because ISIS has become an increasing, still small, but increasing force in Afghanistan. They asked specifically about ISIS and support for them was at 1%. Um, so, you know, you have a set of conditions here where the insurgency is not popular. The government is, um, but the government still has not had the ability to push it back. And that raises another issue that wasn't asked about directly in the survey, but I think hangs in the background, and that's the new U.S. strategy that was announced in August. Um, the survey was taken before, uh, before that strategy was announced. But, you know, if you look at that, uh, the approach that we uh, are taking now, which is a sustained commitment, which is an increase in troops and greater pressure on Pakistan, uh, greater attempts to bring other regional powers into the solution. Those actually, those steps um, may not work, but they do respond to uh, trends in the survey in the sense that it's greater support for the government that the Afghans do want to succeed by and large. I'm sure, there are political differences, but they want their government to succeed versus the insurgents. Um, when you looked at support for the Taliban, when you ask Afghans, when the Asia Foundation asked Afghans, you know, where do you think, why do you think that they are fighting? Um, most said political power, which surely is right. Um, others said foreign support. Um, so, you know, you have the ingredients here for, you know, the country siding with the government if the government can deliver uh, enough power um, to push the Taliban back. And if with international help, uh, the neighbors that are supporting the Taliban can be told to push back as well, to hold back Scott, as well. Scott Worden, Director of Afghanistan and Central Asia Programs at the United States Institute of Peace on the Perception Survey taken by the annual Asia Foundation Public Perception Survey. Uh, you know, I, I think of Afghanistan in some ways as kind of like the United States in the early days of the Republic. It's not so much the United States and the people of the United States. It was like people of separate communities and states who happened to be in the same geographic area. And I wonder with the tribalism and the, what, 34 provinces of Afghanistan, is there a sense of the national good, the national need, or is this all very parochial? There is a sense of national need. And that was another interesting finding, which has been consistent through time. This is not a change in this year's survey. Uh, but they do ask questions about identity as part of the, you know, the, the regular enumeration um, of the respondents. And you know, people do respond that they are Afghan uh, before they respond. You're in greater numbers than they respond that they are a particular ethnic group or, or say, a regional group. Um, so I think there is definitely a sense of nationhood, of common purpose. And that's certainly galvanized when you have, uh, as anywhere, you know, a sense of a common foreign threat or outside threat. And so, you know, to the extent that the Taliban, as the responses showed, are supported by foreign governments, uh, or that's the Afghan belief, uh, that does tend to uh, bring forward the national identity. On the other hand, um, you know, it's a very uh, remote, rugged country. Most people still are in rural areas. There is really not much interaction um, between different communities, and they do live in very different circumstances. So, you know, the divisions are definitely there. Um, one interesting finding as well was that they asked about people's um, views on the parliament. Um, so the parliament you know, has provincial constituencies. They represent different provinces. 
Um, when they asked, what do you think parliamentarians, the elected leaders, um, value most? Uh, it was it was pretty selfish. You know, it was themselves. Um, and then it was ethnic identity. And then further below that was essentially uh, provincial and community concerns. Um, so, I mean, one of the conclusions from this that, that the Asia Foundation uh, surveyors made that I think is quite interesting is that, you know, maybe it is elites, um, you know, and parliamentarians as a proxy for that, that focus more on ethnic identity, uh, you know, to win support than people themselves actually feel. Um, so you, you have an exploitation of these divisions, which are there uh, for political gain, but uh, a more inclusive politics would actually, in fact, play better with the population. Scott, we are running out of time, and I know it's much more nuanced than this, I would assume, the response. But just if there is a way you can cut through, do people in Afghanistan want the U.S. there or not? They do. Um, you know, I think, again, this is not asked directly, but if you look at uh, optimism for the future and confidence in government, it really went down after 2014 when there was uh, the withdrawal of U.S. troops and international troops and a promise to withdraw completely. Uh, it trends upward when the U.S. sends more troops. Uh, as I said, the survey was taken before the latest um, U.S. strategy, but I would predict that confidence for the future is up even more uh, tracking with, uh, with U.S. continued engagement there. I appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much for being here, Scott. Thanks very much for having me. Scott Warden is the director of Afghanistan and Central Asia programs at the United States Institute of Peace, going over some of the findings of the annual Asia Foundation Public Perception Survey focused on Afghanistan. It's an annual survey. They've been doing it for 13 years. Now we can look at some trend lines and some of the thoughts on where that country is and where we are in relationship to Afghanistan. The Twitter handle is at USIP. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.